Welcome to Mission Revive, a podcast dedicated to hope and healing through God's transforming love, where your hosts, anchored in truth and armed with faith, are changing the world and reviving hearts with Jesus, one conversation at a time. Hi. Welcome to this episode of the Mission Revive podcast. I'm Bob Newberry, and I'm a board member of Revive Hope and Healing Ministries, a collection of Catholic apostolates impelled by the Holy Spirit. My partner for today's podcast, and really every podcast, is Ann Costa, founder and executive director of Revive Hope and Healing Ministries. Good morning, Ann. Hello. Hi. Yeah, you can't shake me. We can't. We're, We're a team right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. All right, great. Well, uh, we have two guests today, and I'm very excited to um, be able yes. to welcome back one of them, who's Father Jason Hage, right? Yes. He's a priest in the uh, Syracuse Diocese. He's the director of our Office of Vocations and Vocation Formation. He's also an author of that great book, which I absolutely insist that everybody on the planet read there we go yeah the serenian way spiritual poverty and the art of accompaniment at least anybody who wants to call themselves christian so we're going to be talking a little bit more about that and some exciting things that have have happened as a result of that that book um but he is joined but for a first-time guest who is nick longo he is the director of youth ministry and evangelization at holy family parish in syracuse he also co-founded which is uh, something we might want to talk about too, Bob, just a little bit, an anti-bullying ministry, okay, called Spread the Hope. He's a blogger, podcaster, and he's creator of engaging Catholic online content. That's what we're going to be talking about again today. As a Catholic evangelizer, husband, and father, Nick has a passion for boldly sharing the gospel message in a way that engages people to take action and live on mission i love that live on mission for jesus christ and his church so amen let's let's do it let's get on mission here nick and father age and welcome thanks for having us yeah good morning good Great morning I, I, a quick question for you nick uh, how have you been able to do all of that and mm-hmm. still look like a young kid that's what i, I want to know so the the answer is, and you know, it's it's a right answer, especially today. It's my amazing wife, Christina. It's her birthday today. Um, so happy oh, birthday, stuff. Christina. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's that's why, because she is incredible. Um, she, she really helps me. Um, she supports her family. She just, you know, when I, you know, started to think like, I want to do ministry full time, I knew I was going to have to have someone in my life who was going to want to be on mission with me. Um, and when I met Christina, it was like, this is the person and she's yeah. so great. She helps me so much. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. Great story. Yeah. And yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. And so there's something that we particularly want to talk about as we prepare for the Lenten season, right? Um, this penitential season that we're about to enter into what that's going to mean for each one of us. There are a million options probably of how we can observe a Lenten practice. And I want to say this, Lent for us as Catholics should look different, right? Than any other time of year. It should be a little bit different for us. And, but sometimes we need help 
and it seems to me that you with Father Hage and your group have really created a way where we can get the most out of the Latin Latin journey. And it has everything to do with this beautiful book. So can you tell us about that? I mean, absolutely. I think I think that the, this book is perfect for Lent because we during Lent all have to walk the, the footsteps of Christ. And there is no better person to show us that path than St. Simon of Cyrene. And by diving into the spirituality, I think it's just a great way to kind of lift up everything you're already doing. Because we all have like basic practices. We're all kind of thinking about like, what am I going to like sacrifice this land? What am I going to add in to kind of grow my spiritual life this land? And then this spiritual path of the Cyrene way just kind of comes in and lifts it up and helps all those things kind of become um, a little bit more flourishing, I think. Um and I'm just grateful to know my good friend here, Father Jason, who's who's kind of blessed us through his prayer um, and bringing this book forward um, that, that's able to be accessible to so many people. So I love it. Thanks, Father. What do you think? <laughs> I appreciate that, Nick. Um, yeah, so the, this, uh, the founding members of our apostolate are all laymen who are working in the world. A lot of them are husbands and fathers and... Um, and they were the ones who approached me over the summer, this past summer, and said, Father, we really want to take the next step in promoting this, this spirituality, this spiritual path to, to renewal. And uh, so they just basically asked my permission to do what they do. And it's just such an amazing group of people who have all these different gifts and skill sets and talents. And, and that's when um, Nick and Christina Longo, the Longo Collective, uh, started working on an online platform uh, so we actually have a website now is launched on the feast of the baptism of the Lord in 2023. And they also launched uh, social media platforms as well. And really, Nick was the one who kind of came up with this idea. He's like, what if we had all of the founding members who I've personally been walking with for the past four years, which is hard to, to fathom. Time flies, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. And this is the group that, you know, wow. every time I, I produced a chapter, um, we would always meet for a prayer meeting and then they would react to it. Uh, so this is a group of people who've been like trying to integrate this spirituality in their own personal lives for a couple of years now. And so Nick said, wouldn't it be awesome if, you know, with the official launch of our online platform that we actually have the lay voices who have been a part of this process the whole time actually producing daily Lenten reflections. And right when Nick said that, I was like, that's a hundred percent right. Like, everyone's always looking for Lenten reflections. It's like the Catholic thing to do. And I also said, yeah. and I kind of talked to Nick about this. They said with an apostle, which Revive Hope and Healing knows a lot about, um, clergy presence is, is simply like mentoring and guiding. Uh, and so that's kind of more of the role I've taken this year with the Cyrenian apostolate. And it's these lay people who are really stepping up and taking a hold of this apostolate and they're the ones now that you'll hear their voices reacting to each of the chapters of the book. Uh, and, and, and it's neat the way that Nick split it up. So uh, a member will pick just one passage of a, a particular chapter, and then they just simply have like a, a dialogue about it. And then there's like a challenge question and a prayer of the day. And, um, and it's all from this lay perspective about how we're called to have more compassionate hearts as, as Catholic Christians. And um, and Nick has been reading these things and he's like, father, these things are awesome. They're, like they blow my mind. reflection. Yeah. Go for it, Nick. I mean, I'm like excited because I've gotten a little pre-Lent. Like it's been great since we, uh, we've been editing all of these 
and uh, there, you know, there's 40 reflections and we're just going through all of them. Uh, and it's just like, basically everything starts with, yeah, like a, a little quote where each member goes through each of the chapters and pulls a quote and then reflects to that quote as to how it applies to maybe their life or our daily life. And it's been like a little pre-Lent for me to just kind of oh yeah, be lifted up and get, get ready. So I'm excited to share them with everyone yes. and be, and be kind of lifted up throughout Lent from everyone's reactions themselves to um, yeah, all these reflections. It's been a cool process. Yeah. Well, I see also father where you're going to be doing a weekly uh, video. That's right. Yeah. So uh, my uh, parishioners at the four churches here at Route 20 Catholic, they're like, hey, Father, what are we doing for Lent? And I was like, oh, we'll probably do something on the Eucharist because it's the you know Eucharistic revival. And they're like, no, Father, <laughs> we're not going to do that. I was like, what do you mean? They're like, we, you know, you, you wrote the, written this book. Like, we would love to have you journey with us through it. Uh, and, and we'd love to have you like share with it with us personally. So I was like, Okay, like I just didn't want to be the guy who's like, I'm gonna do my own book. Um, so <laughs> my person ones were like, no, we really want to hear like from you personally about your own journey through these five chapters. And um, so I'll actually be uh, live streaming it every Tuesday night at 6:30 simultaneously on Route 20 Catholic and also on the new uh, social media platform, the Cyrenian Way on Facebook. And um, and so those videos will now be archived, so that way people can actually access those anytime through Lent. And that'll be kind of like a weekly accompaniment of the both of the, the lay members of the apostolate who are reacting daily uh, to the to the writing, but then also uh, like a you know forty five minute to an hour video on each chapter um, that I'll be doing uh, with my parishes, but also at the same time benefiting uh, the apostolate and its mission. Oh my goodness! Uh -huh. I'm just like I feel like my cup is overflowing. I cannot wait for this. I think I might have been the first one to sign up on Facebook for this. No, and that's I, what I you think did. I was, Ann. I think you need to go back and look and see, because I think it was less than two seconds when I said, yeah, I'm going to do that. Um, <laughs> but that's what you do, right? You, if, in order for people to access this material, tell us how we do that. How can we do that? Yeah, so you go to the sirenianway.org and you click on Lent and you can just sign up for the Lenten reflections right there. Right. Um, and then you'll get these daily sent to you. Um, and then you'll get also emails with links to those videos that Father Jason's gonna be live streaming, um, along with some other fun surprises that'll be coming from the Cyrene Apostolate during Lent. So that's gonna be really cool. One thing that I'll just share with you is we're gonna be um, putting out these reflections in audio form as well. Um, and then that, so that way you can not only just read these reflections, but similar to how you're here listening to this podcast or watching this podcast, right? But you're listening to it maybe, right? That's what you're going to be able to have as well as a companion. As you drive into work each day, you can turn on the audio reflections and kind of get you re ready for your day. And it's really quick, bite-sized. Um, you know, every reflection is about uh, 360 to 450 words. So really quick, snappy. Yeah. Um, and they give you a challenge for the day and something to pray with. So you can be, you know, starting your drive. As you're pulling out of your driveway, turn it on, listen to the reflection. Then you hear that challenge and that uh, thing to pray with the day. And as you're driving, you can just start praying with that right away and start getting into um, pra practicing, putting into practice these spiritual pillars um, of the apostolate. Father, can you share with us again what those spiritual pillars are? 
Uh, sure. I hope I can remember them. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I totally understand. So, <laughs> help them out, Nick. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, so the the chapter one. Uh, what is the first pillar? Gosh, I really have to. I'm start. so In, sorry. It, but let, I me hate it when, let me help you. In I hate it when spiritual poverty, right? Yes, yeah, spiritual yep. poverty. So the first p- pillar is embracing your spiritual poverty is the greatest treasure that you possess. And that's the starting point for our relationship with Jesus and and in the work of the apostolate is to say uh, spiritual poverty is not something I need to be ashamed of or push away. Uh, it's actually something that that God finds glory in. Like God can only show his glory through our spiritual poverty. Oh, weakness. And then chapter two is, uh, what's the one? This is like a trivia. Um, so call the, call in the silence. Call, yes, call that's right. Silence. So the second pillar is silent contemplative prayer. So the prayer of quiet, which reaches back in our tradition for at least uh, 1,500 years. Um, just a whole school of contemplation, prayer of quiet as the place where we can learn to trust our poverty and to live into that uh, as the opening point for Jesus's work in our souls and also in the people around us. And then chapter three is the, is that the cross? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the sweet yeah. embrace. Yeah. So then, the uh, and really the, 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 the like linchpin of the whole spiritual path to renewal is the, is, is the being, becoming friendly with the cross and not to be afraid of it, but to trust it as the tree of life. Uh, and, and that's kind of like the turning point uh, in, in, in the spiritual journey is to say the cross is not something I need to be afraid of anymore. It's something that I can embrace and trust uh, as as the tree of life, and then number four is the Eucharist. Uh, so the Eucharist and Eucharistic devotion is really the heart of of the Cyrenian way, um, and that's where we encounter Jesus the most in in this path of spiritual renewal. So just coaching people on how to contemplate the Eucharist, especially in the prayer of quiet, uh, when you find yourself in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament, and the last but not least is. Marian devotion, devotion to our Blessed Mother, and uh, entrusting yourself to the Blessed Mother is kind of the climax of the Cyrenian's journey, uh, where you can trust while you stand at the foot of the cross that you're never alone, that the Blessed Mother is there to receive you, and that the church is to be found uh, at the foot of the cross. So uh, those are kind of the fine five quick spiritual pillars, a little quick review. Uh, thank you for your help on remembering some of those. Again, parish life has got my mind whirling oh, I right totally now. Understand. So yeah i get it so i i'm sorry to do that to you but uh you know i'm thinking about this and how perfect it is for lent because we are really contemplating the essence of of what christ did for us and does for us and what he's asking of us in our lives in terms of of how to help others with their crosses and and i'm really curious nick like how from day to day how does the spirituality really inform you how does it drive you what 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 is it like to embrace this in your life for me it's been healing because i think you know when you approach this the spiritual path you think about all those pillars okay i think as catholics we've all really thought about spending time in silent prayer we've all thought about the cross we've made we've all thought about the eucharist and we all think about mary um and i think the first one for me was the biggest challenge this invitation of spiritual poverty but when i accepted that invitation i think it was the most healing because i think in today's day and age you're always told you have to be something and and that was something i always struggled with was this idea that like i have to be something i have to be a youth minister i have to be an evangelization person right whatever it is being something and what that first pillar helps me with and it kind of helps everything else be more simple is 
it helps me be and it drops to something. And it, it really has helped me so much because I've struggled so greatly with identifying myself as something other than just simply I am a son of God. And all I need in my life is a relationship with him. Um, and so that everything else that happens in my life is made easier because I enter into that, that spiritual poverty that all I have is, is my presence with God and his presence with me. Um, and, and so I think that's what really I try to focus on a lot. Um, when I, when I live out this is that invitation to spiritual poverty because it makes everything else fall into place. Um, and I think it's just healing for, for, for life. I mean, I think that's the, if there's anything that this, this, I think mission of the Cyrenian way can help bless people with in today's day and age, it's, it's that it's dropping the something and being something and just being, um, so I hope that's what people take away this line is they, they can recognize that they are, they are beloved exactly with who they are. Mm-hmm. Being enough. We are enough. In fact, Amen. we're, per- we're, we're, uh, we're completed by Christ. Right. So then we just need to, to trust in that process of, of, uh, you know, resting in him, the biting kind of thing. And uh, yeah, that's so beautiful because it is contrary. And you mentioned something about, identity and we know that identity in our is a crisis of identity going on for so many people in our culture and our society and yet with this it's the step one is to really really contemplate that we are beloved that we're enough that we're okay and we're not a mistake you know we don't have to earn anything what a a beautiful message if we can just share that one right two two quick thoughts one is who needs the word on fire ministry now that you guys have shown up you know, that's, right. that's my first thought. My, my second is that, uh, not really, not really. Yeah. Uh, my second thought is, you know, Bishop Barron always, he, he talks often about the theodrama and the egodrama. And Nick, really what you're talking about is the theodrama, right? You know, right. Uh, it's not about me. It's what I'm meant to be and uh, my relationship with Christ. And, uh, and I, I, I'm... Think we lost him patty you want patty you want to stop and we lost bob yeah i'll just oh, cut no. we'll just wait till he comes back in and we'll cut okay how's it going for you okay i think we're covering a lot of good territory oh this is great this, this is great, great. <laughs> i just i can't tell you how how rich this is for me personally, and I'm sure many others that you encounter. It's been cool to do it together with this group too. Um, I I think that's been, I mean, for our group, for our group that's been journeying together, mm-hmm. I think, I think journeying together with this, this group of people, you know, who's all try, been doing this for, I can't believe you said you know, four years we've been four doing years. this. Um, and now, you know, bringing it to the rest of the diocese and, and the world has been, has been incredible, but journeying together with, with this group of people, it has been, um, life-changing. It really has. I I mean, this is the early church. This is what Revive is about too, is creating these small, um, communities centered on Christ bringing forth what it is that the fruit of that group together, what he, what he, when he brings us together, what does he want from us and discerning that we're in the process of doing that as well, you know, five years in. Um, So, uh, and it's easy to get sidetracked, you know, so it's wonderful to hear that you're um, 
you know, still meeting, you're still praying together, contemplating, doing this project together in a very prayerful way. Um, that's just really um, inspiring to me and I'm sure to many others and people, you know, that's a real <laughs> going off topic here, but I mean, that's a really important aspect for you to share I, uh, with other people so that they can realize that they could possibly be part of this someday. Maybe God is calling them. It's hard. We don't have a really good blueprint for these small communities and associations of Christian faithful private and i love that our bishop is is promoting that that he's creating the opportunity for this to really this is what's going to save the church okay i really believe yeah. that amen yeah. yeah i think that's uh one of the beautiful things about discerning with this group um oh can we still go without bob is that okay yeah, we can, okay yeah. okay so um that's one of the beautiful things about this group i think and and my own discernment of, of where i felt the spirit leading me through this group of lady is that um, one, it needs to be lay led and, uh, you know, kind of in a, in a private association of the faithful, you know, to have like lay leaders who are saying this is something that we feel called to as, as a, like a, a vocation within a vocation. Um, and, and I've really seen this come to the surface with Nick and with the other founding members of this group is that they really do feel like called to this. They've discerned this with me. And um, it's amazing to like be able to step back and just continue to mentor, guide, and support. But these these lady are really like taking a hold of this, and then also like in our own discernment of it, um, like Bob had mentioned, Word on Fire, which I got to be honest with you, like my go-to guy is Bishop Robert Barron, you know, and I'm yeah. I've been so inspired by the model he has put out for you know evangelization, especially on the new mediums like social media. Um, I've just been like, this guy is, you know, the evangelizing voice in the United States right now. But when we started yeah. discerning the Cyrenian apostolate, um, I kept being drawn back to that idea of small Christian communities and how in this apostolate, our goal is to kind of flip the typical approach of these kind of evangeliz evangelizing, evangelization sort of, you know, uh, groups, kind of flip it on its head, the approach. So it's not based on one personality like myself. It's not based on um, promoting a certain, you know, personality, you know, and, and, you know, like national speakers, things like that. We're actually flipping on its head and we're just going to go like almost like to a faceless ministry where when they see our homepage, if they see anything that's going on, it really is uh, owned by this group of people who all feel called to this spiritual path. And I think one of the fruits of this, and this is actually inspired by Revive Hope and Healing Ministry at our first interview together, however long ago that was, how long ago was that? It's amazing. But, Maybe just only about six months ago. Yeah, like, what, what but like something that, that you and Bob inspired me to, to really consider, and, and it came to the surface and the discernment with my own founding members, was um, Cyrenian Senecals. So you use that word Senecal during the interview, and I was like, that just never left me. So it's interesting when people ask, like, what is the, what's like the goal of a, uh, the Cyrenian apostle? Like, what's, what's the mission? And, it, and, and the whole group really prayed through this. And we said, oh, our, our mission is to create prayer groups in parishes. Like, just to create these small Christian communities in every parish, every faith community, every Catholic community, every Newman Center. Like, mm -hmm. and that this group of, of Christians, maybe between like seven and ten people would all of a sudden be um, bound to one another by the spiritual path 
is they try to wrestle with the cross in their own lives. And they know now that they can wrestle with the mystery of the cross, never being alone. Like they're never alone anymore. When you're part of the Cyrenian spiritual network, it's literally creating this um, spiritual network of other souls who want to stand in community uh, as they face the cross in their own life, as they try to live out their own discipleship, like sign of Cyrene. Sometimes those crosses are forced on us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we say as Christians, like, I don't want this and I'm afraid of it. And what will happen to me if I embrace it? Will I be completely obliterated? Will there be nothing left of me? Will it totally crush me? And then when you do that in the context of community with these Cyrenian Cynicals, the whole goal is to encourage souls to say, one, I'm beloved by God, so I don't have to do anything to be loved. But if I embrace this cross, even the crosses that have been forced on me, if I embrace this cross, all of a sudden it's going to give so much life, not only to me, but to everybody that I live and work with. I mean, it really is like... um, you know, I'm always inspired by uh, some of the the tenets of Opus Dei, but this idea of working out our faith in the world. And I think for today's day and age, especially with young people, it really does come down to whether or not they will embrace the cross and whether or not they can trust it. And if I get them to trust it in these Serenian cynicals, I think that's where renewal in the church will, will happen. Uh, because when we have a community of Christians saying we trust the cross, we love the cross, we embrace the cross, uh, because it's where we find life. I want to believe that those Cyrenian Cynicals present in each parish community, faith community, is going to have a ripple effect where it'll help that faith community say, we can trust the cross. Right. We can trust Jesus on this path to Calvary. So, sorry, I don't know why I just said all that, but thank you for um, for inspiring me to, to really consider that in our own group to say, that's the mission of our group. When somebody says, what are we about? We're about the, prayer, the, the work of bringing it together small groups in prayer. Well, I, I have to tell you, when I when I looked at uh, your website, uh, I kept looking for uh, you know bio of Father uh, uh, Father Hague, and 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 I not a whole lot about you on that website, and and <laughs> uh, and that's tremendous. I love your model. I love your model. The the other thing I I, I want to make sure I, I mentioned today is that is that when I first read your book, um. I, said to Ann earlier there are a few lines that I had not underlined in the book but but now going through it in preparation for today every every line is underlined and and there's so much meat in in your book and and it needs a structure a, a way for for people to really chew on uh, on a sentence or a paragraph and 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 um and that's really what you're offering through your your Lenten reflections huh that's that's wonderful great work Thank, Thank you. you. Yes. Nick, you want to say more about that? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be amazing to have these Latin reflections to do just what you're you're describing and kind of give people a way to chew on this this great spiritual knowledge and the golden nuggets that, like I you said, you know, you, you underline there's yes. very few things you haven't underlined, right? Like yeah, that's no, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and that's so true. I I'm the same way. I went through my Kindle and it's like everything, <laughs> especially now that we're doing these reflections, it's like everything's underlined there. Yeah. Um and so yeah, you need something to unpack that. And these Latin reflections are doing that. Um, and one of our plans is to take the Latin reflections and have them um put into a book form. So you'll be able to actually take these after Lent. And just have them as something that you can go into and really be nourished by these. Because, I mean, it's these 
reflections are specific to Lent, but you can get so much out of them at any Absolutely. point. Yes. I mean, well, I'm re- reading them right now, and I'm like, these are this is amazing for me. This is why I need it. You know, it's like this is great. So yeah, I'm excited for people to to get their hands on that um, and be able to be fed from all these things and from so many different voices too. There, that's the cool thing about these reflections is they're very accessible to anyone. And we've been pretty intentional too. Um, as an editor, I've kind of spoken to all the guys because that's the thing when you hear our group, some people are like, well, is it just a men's ministry? And actually it's, it's not, it's for everyone. Um, we happen to all be men, but we've really leaned a lot on our wives um, to give us guidance in a lot of areas that maybe we don't understand, but we've also written things very particular so that it's not specific to, you know, I was, uh, as a father, I'm doing this. Instead of that, it's maybe I, as a parent, I'm doing this so that anyone can kind of read this and kind of okay. think about their own perspective, um, no matter where they're at in life, um, whether they're a male or female um, or whoever they are, kid, young person, old person, doesn't matter. Um, we've written them in a way where anyone can kind of connect to these. And I think that's true with the, about the ministry. Anyone can connect with these these spiritual pillars and integrate them in their lives. So I'm excited to Wonderful. get that from all these voices. Okay. Well, I know that that's very gratifying for Father Hage to hear your excitement and to have this coming and continuing to blossom. Um, I would just want to thank you both and everyone in your group for being so open to the Holy Spirit, to being so docile and and willing to enter into community because you can't do that until you embrace your vulnerability until you embrace your spiritual poverty with so what you've done and um you know we are kindred spirits and revive hope and healing and hopefully there'll be many many more cynicals as we journey together so um everybody again go to the website and sign up for this stuff go ahead tell us again what it is at the sirenianway.org. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much, gentlemen. We will be seeing each other again. Yeah. There's no doubt we'll have you back on again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you all. Bless you. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. We are grateful that you joined us today for another episode of the Mission Revive podcast. We humbly ask for your prayers as we continue in the mission entrusted to us to evangelize and revive hearts with Jesus. We would also ask that you prayerfully consider becoming a sponsor of this podcast or making a financial contribution to support this growing ministry. You can do this by visiting our website at revivehopeandhealing.com or through our Revive Hope and Healing Ministries patron page. We cannot do this without you. Thank you.